When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips on the line. Good morning to you, BP. Trent, Jalissa, good morning, guys. Good talk morning. to us. Talk to us about a couple of Aussies that are progressing well in the Aussie Open warm-ups. Yeah, Adelaide International uh, from your neck of the woods. Uh, great story, Chris O'Connell. When you read his uh, backstory, 29 years of age uh, now, but you know he's uh, closing in on a top 50 debut in uh, 2024. He was highest 53 in September last year, but he's through to the quarterfinals in Adelaide, so he's playing some really good tennis. He'll uh, be first up at about 11:30 Eastern today, which you can uh, take in on uh, Nine Gem, uh, taking on Sebastian Corder, and we know. Uh, Trent and Jalisa, the uh, genes of the Corder family. Of course, his two um, uh, sisters, uh, professional golfers. His father, Peter, uh, won the Australian Open all the way back with that famous scissor kick uh, back in 1998. He was a different cat, Peter Corder. He certainly was. His son's a little bit more straight down the line, and he's such a sweet uh, timer of the ball, Corder, and had that great run at the Australian Open last year was runner-up in Adelaide to Novak Djokovic, where he had uh, a match point. So this is a big step up for O'Connell today. But, you know, Chris is blessed uh, with one of the best uh, single-handed backhands going around. You know, to think five years ago, almost the day, he had no ranking. He was cleaning boats for a living. He was working in retail. He was thinking, is this professional career good for me? Everyone said, Chris, You've got so much talent. Put your head down and give it your best shot and see where you land. And it's landed him inside the top 100, maybe the top 50 this year. And he's coached by one of my favourites, guys, but he never did any media interviews. And I still can't get an interview with Marinko Matosovic, known as the Mad Dog. Um, He sits there courtside. He gets a bit of camera time. He's pretty emotional. But he just will not chat to the media. He doesn't trust us. I'm trying to break through, trying to break that down in 2024. Well, BP, is the on the pulse man in tennis, if you can't get an interview, what hope do the rest of us have? But the draw comes no, out. It, it, we, Sorry, go on. Yep. No, no, we'll just, we've nicknamed him Humphrey. He doesn't say anything. Sorry, <laughs> nothing. The draw comes out at 1pm today, midday, if you are in Queensland. Very exciting draw um, day. I love draw day. What, um, who would be hoping... Who would who would be hoping not to get like who who is someone I guess you no one wants to play Novak Djokovic but is there anyone else that you think people are going I don't want this person? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope all the players don't want to play uh, Alex Dimitrov, you know, because uh, yeah. we'll start to plot his course. I mean, I'm, you know, all the articles online uh, today. Uh, 
after beating Carlos Alcaraz, yes, an exhibition that last night. It was Alcaraz's first hit, so uh, take out of that you know, what you will. But no, the, the reality is he's beaten you know, four uh, top ten players uh, in, uh, what, only two weeks of January. So he's full of confidence, Demon Orr, and maybe he's even starting to actually believe that I could win the whole thing. Uh, so as soon as that draw comes out today, we start to plot the course of the leading contenders to see where the the road bumps uh, might come in. Uh, so we'll have a better idea this afternoon of Alex's uh, you know path in round one and beyond. Uh, but yeah, I think um, you know you certainly don't want to draw one of the absolute top seeds. Uh, that's where you want to be. You want to be a seeded player. It's supposed to offer you a, you know, a little bit of comfort in the first two rounds. But to be totally honest. You know, the depth on the men's and women's side is enormous now. There is no easing into the tournament. When I think back 20 years ago, when you'd go on centre court and, mm. you know, be six love, six love for some opponents. But now uh, the competition's pretty tough. So, yeah, the draw out at one o'clock and, you know, we've got a stack of Aussies still in qualifying. So they're, they're dreaming of being in that main draw once that's all uh, completed. And John Millman, I suppose, was, was the feel-good story yesterday. We know it's going to be his last hurrah. He's got to win three tough qualifying matches to actually make it into the main draw, but he at least ticked uh, one of those boxes uh, yesterday. And BP, there's some new rules being introduced to prevent matches running late into the night on the ATP and WTA tours. I mean, for my entire summer as a kid, remember being A, Mm. enthused by tennis and just loving it, but B, incredibly tired because I was watching games into yep. all the hours of the morning. I, I actually quite love that about tennis. <laughs> well, it is it is the one sport, yes, where there's no final siren, buzzer, whatever you want to call it at the end. Uh, you know when the match is, well, you know, the only time you know when a match is going to start is the first match of the day and the rest of it can be a scheduling nightmare, particularly for those in charge of that. Um, so yeah, I agree that's you know um, a unique part of uh, tennis, but I think we all probably agree we don't want to be up till two, three, four a.m. in the morning. Uh, if it's a one-off, people can probably cope with that. But this is all about you know protecting the players and their health. It's also about you know spectator enjoyment. So yeah, obviously we've seen the change of scheduling around the Australian Open this year with only two matches in the day on the main court, so Rod Laver, uh, Margaret Court and John Kane Arena, so that we don't have that third match potentially putting the night session back, which means that we're there way later. Yeah, but as a general rule, they're going to trial it this year uh, for matches at night. Uh, if, if they haven't started by, I think, 10, 30, 11, they probably won't get on and the players will come back the next day rather than starting matches. I mean, sometimes on the tour, we're starting matches at midnight around the world and finishing at 3 a.m., so... Yeah, I think they're going to bring in some fast rules around that just to, yeah, just to make it um, a, a better product and not have people sitting around, you know, at two, three o'clock in the morning watching tennis. So, BP, how does that work? Because so when I was at Wimbledon, I went over there for fun uh, last year, and you, as you would know, unless you're um, yourself, you have to line up in a queue, like so people camp, yep. you know, the day before. Um, literally the day before or sometimes 36 hours, 48 hours before to get the match that they want. I went at about 3am and managed to be in the queue in a good position to get caught one tickets. I felt so sorry for the people that had queued for 36 hours that I'd been speaking to to get Novak Djokovic because then the curfew came in and they didn't see him get on court and they had camped for 36 hours. So, well, obviously we don't have a queue in Australia, but does that mean... Like you might not see, if you buy tickets, you might not see the person that you actually bought tickets for if they're not going to get on. 
Yeah, well, yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, Wimbledon's a really interesting one. I know they're reviewing. Well, yeah, they've got the curfew, the eleven o'clock curfew, but you know they start centre court at one thirty, and there's been huge calls for that to come way forward. You've got the outside court starting, I think, at eleven o'clock. You know, court one starts at, you know, twelve, I think, at Wimbledon, and then you're one thirty for centre court. You got, you know, three matches, but if you've got three matches that go the distance, uh, that you know, obviously. Uh, you know, runs into the curfew, which it did this time. And there was a bit of rain around Wimbledon uh, this time, particularly, I think, in that first week, wasn't there? So, mm. yeah, I think they're looking at a much earlier start. So they get through the day and the matches because matches are going, it appears now, that, you know, they're going a lot longer than they used to. There's some, you know, <laughs> enthralling battles out there. And you know, that's, what I'm, I'm talking, that's where I get back to the depth in the men's and women's games. There's not many blowouts now. Yeah. Uh, so that's something they're, they're certainly reviewing. And just a few other Aussies that are front of mind. Uh, Alex Dimonor, mm. you mentioned him in passing, but last night uh, at Rod Laver Arena, that was a beauty. Yeah, look, um, you know, these EXOs are, uh, you know, they're, they're good in, in the Australian Open supporting some charities, the Australian Tennis Foundation. And look, I, I ducked in last night uh, on the way home from doing the nine stuff and uh, incredible, the crowds. I felt like the tournament had officially started. There are people everywhere. So definitely it's become a three-week event and why wouldn't you get along? Ten bucks to get in, twenty dollars. I think Novak Djokovic has got a, a night tonight. Novak and friends. Um, I think uh, the Nine Network showing that from seven thirty. If you want to tune in, and yeah, that'll fill uh, Rod Laver in as well. So yeah, it's it's a big sort of week leading up to the main draw. And the other Aussie I should just mention, Daria Saville had a great win in Hobart uh, last night. So she's through to the quarters, and she could win that tournament. She's playing good tennis, uh, Dasher, and I've got no doubt if she has one full year of no injury. Uh, we'll see her well uh, well back inside the top 100. Love it. And I love watching her social media, how she carries herself in the public eye, even amongst all the injury chaos and everything that's been going on. She's she's an absolute ripper. So all power to her. BP, thanks as always, mate, for keeping us up to date on the tennis landscape. No. Pleasure, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers.